Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. G'day and welcome once again to Profitable Farmer. I hope the season's starting positively for you and that you're set for a cracking year. I'm really excited in this podcast to welcome Andrew Roberts back to join us. As you all well know, Andrew kicked off this podcast and was one of the founders with Greg Johnson of Farm Owners Academy. Um, Robbo has been a business coach to me for over 12 years and is my go-to when I need accountability, a sounding board and support. And so what I'm really pleased about is that over the last 12 months, and we'll share this, Robbo, um, you've been able to enjoy some freedom away from business and some freedom away from entrepreneurship and time with your young family, which I'm really pleased about. And I look forward to checking in with you in this conversation and hearing how the last 12 months have been. How are you, mate? And welcome back. Thank you, Hutch. I am really well. Great to be here. And um, mate, yeah, just can't, just reflecting while you were talking on the kicking off of Profitable Farmer and uh, what a what an amazing group of farmers that tune in and listen to this, and and it's just been fantastic hearing hearing what you've been up to, mate, the last twelve or so months with it. So well done. Thanks, mate. Um, you set the foundations, and it's um, it's a real privilege for me to be able to continue it. Robbo, it's amazing, isn't it, how much can happen in twelve months? So many people we come into contact with just have twelve month periods that are just rinse and repeat, a bit like the photocopy of the previous 12 months and and that's how they live life right that that life is just same same if you um would for a moment would you mind just sharing perhaps your last two 12 months the 12 months when you were in business leading the farm owners academy project and and perhaps how your last 12 months have been mate great question and totally different ends of the spectrum um, and it's because obviously in business you're you're in you're in doing mode, and you have to be harsh. I mean, unless I, I I would love to learn from someone that can teach me to be more in being mode whilst doing business, and I'm sure that that's a possibility. But I I struggle a little bit at that because I bet I'm a driven guy, and I love having goals, and I love having a task list, and and so the twelve months leading up to the most recent 12 months where I had off, I was busy and business was a big focus. And, you know, you have weekends and you're thinking about business all the time and I'm thinking about what to do next. And don't get me wrong, there's there's a real enjoyment factor that comes from running a great business and, and being a participator. Um, but I think everything comes in ways, Hutch. I, I think there's a time when we're supposed to be busy and there's a time when you're supposed to go for it. And I, with two young boys and uh, health not going my way and just exhaustion um, and coaching through Tracy Seacombe, who, who really helped me understand that, Andrew, you know, something's not right. And so I, I went from doing mode to flipping to the last 12 months, mate. It's, it's been what I call being um, and not having to work and being able to concentrate on my family, being able to concentrate on my, my health um, and not have to be caught in my head. Uh, and I'd love to even talk more about this as this interview goes on, but learning to be 
and 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 letting go of do and and just enjoying life for what it is and smelling the roses, um, waking up in the morning not having an exhaustive to do list, not having to stress about a team member, you know, wanting to do something else or not having to worry about clients that are going through you know pain and being concerned for them or whatever it was. Uh, enormous, enormous ability to really live life and and probably a wake-up call in, for me to realize wow this is this is what life is life is supposed to be enjoyed it's you know work is often a distraction from enjoying life so being two ends of the spectrum and both significantly awesome uh, but I feel so many people including myself don't give themselves permission to do what I've just done Hutch which is take take almost 12 months off. Robbo, 12 months on, how are your energy levels and, and how has that time been for you and for your family? Look, um, truthful, and energy levels are still waning because of a young little one-year-old boy who uh, enjoys the night rather than the day. So, you know, we're up four to five hours every night, Hutch, um, at the moment. So, of course, that's going to affect energy but to, in order to, if I had to run a business with all of that going on, it would be just too much. The stress would be too much. Uh, so it's it's hard enough with two young kids, I think, as it is, uh, rather than running a business as well. So so twelve months on, and energy still struggling, but clarity, uh, peace, just feeling content, feeling happy. Again, I've got to give credit to Tracy here, Hutch, because. She talks about this soul pleaser so much, and 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 that's exactly what it is. From people pleaser to soul pleaser, just a, a happier soul. So when and we all know this, when you're happier, uh, you're you're better. You're better to your partner. You're better to your kids. You're better to your friends. So you know, there's so many benefits that that have come from that. Thanks, Robbo. In our last podcast, we spoke with Tracy and went through in detail the five stages of burnout. Yeah. and gave our listeners an opportunity to self-assess where they are at on that spectrum. And I'm willing to wage that most of us, because we're business owners and we're you know, busy running our businesses and, and heavily entrenched in the development and the operations of our business, that many of us are probably in at least stage three, maybe stage four, maybe stage five of burnout. Um, what you've achieved, Robbo, and credit to you, is what we frame up as having a freedom, having a freedom farm or a freedom business. Just on that, yeah. do you believe that a freedom business, a business that can work without you, is possible for farm business owners and farm business entrepreneurs? Well, to, the direct answer is one hundred percent. Of course, it is. Um. The, the challenge begins with if you don't have the goal to have a freedom farm and it's not in concrete with a deadline, it'll never happen. It's, it's you know, that's the difference between a goal and a dream is a goal has a deadline. And so, you know, it starts with an intention, Hutch. Um, and I became extremely clear that I wanted to have a business that could initially run without me. And secondly, at, at that particular point, it's an easier to, for someone to buy buy it as well. Um, and I knew 
my my skills are in a startup business. I'm very good at it. I, I am intense, um, and I've realised that I'm good at putting a big effort in. I'm a bit of an all or nothing. I, I'm I'm good at going all, and I was able to then realise I, I need to set that deadline to step out of the business. Which and and I'll, I'll share a story very shortly. If that's okay, Hutch. When when you messaged me saying we don't want you in the team meetings anymore because it was the the best news that I you know I could get as an owner of a business. Um, but really, you have to you have to actually give yourself. There's two things: permission to have time out and have freedom. Um, it has to be a goal, and then you have to manifest that. You have to do. You have, there's certain things you have to actually do in order to to make that stuff happen. You need a plan, right? You know, it, it doesn't just fall magically out of the sky. So. So, mate, it, it started with an intention, and then it was a plan, and and it, and, it, and it articulated. Now, I also think a lot of it came in around me because energetically, like you know, you sent me a message touch right at my point of burnout, saying, "Mate, out of curiosity, do you need a CEO?" I mean, that just came to me um, right when I was a burnout, but but knowing I'm in need of this, so you know, everything also happened with ease through that period as well. But yeah, farmers can 100% have this. Uh, but I will flick back. 99.9% of farmers would probably never even stop to think that they, they could do this or they wouldn't give themselves permission that they could have. They'd never contemplate having a year off and being away from the farm. Most, most people would never think that, not just farmers such. Most people would never even consider that that's an option. Um, and it's sad because the gift of, of what I've just been through or what anyone I think would go through having, having a year off just from a, from a mental health perspective is, is significant. So, yeah. I reflect back, Robbo, on a couple of other conversations we've had in this podcast, one with Danny Russell, who was one of my first business coaching clients, who, as you said, set down a goal to go for four months to Europe to find his father and 18 months later with real intent. He was able to do that. Yeah. He did it quickly and he did it um, with a really tight deadline and it meant that he still carried the pressure of the running of the business while he was travelling. Yeah. And I, I think back to five years ago when our twins were three, Nico was five and James was seven. We took off for four months in the outback and I ran my business while we were travelling. Hmm. Um, so we had a sense of freedom but not complete freedom. Yeah. Then I think about a couple of other clients of mine that I've had over time who set down a three-year mandate that in three years' time they were going to plug in a general manager and be free from their business, and um, they have achieved it. Zoe comes to mind and so many others. And so to those listening... Robbo's exactly right that it starts with a goal and starts with a real intention that in two or three years we're going to have our business and our farm under management such that it can work without us. And then there is a set path to achieve that, Robbo, isn't there? And I think what I'd love to turn our conversation to is when you and Greg came together to shape what is the path that a business has to follow and track and what is needed to be in place so that you can bring your business under management and have a farm that is um, a vehicle that can work without you. What, yeah. how, how do you describe that process that a business needs to go through in order to achieve the freedom that you're now experiencing? Well, 
Mate, it's such a great question. And this is probably the reason why not just agricultural or, or farming businesses, um, and I'm not going to use the word fail because it's not failing. I think it's a missed opportunity. That's the, that's the better word to, to use because I think so many businesses can be run where the owner has significant freedom, where they get the choice. If they want to work, they can work, or if they want to be able to relax, they can relax, or if they want to sell, they can sell. Um, but it starts with understanding, Hutch, the definition of a business. Now, this was taught to us back when we were action coaches, and it's, it's an enterprise, a commercial enterprise that works without me. I mean, you don't have a, if you don't have that, if you don't have a commercial enterprise that works without you, then you don't have a business, you have a job. It's very important to note that. And so now there's nothing wrong with having a job. There's nothing wrong if you're the farmer and everything's dependent on you until it becomes a problem. Like, for example, you get a health issue or you, you need to be there for your kids or you need to be there for your wife or your parents or something, right? It's not a problem until it becomes a problem. But really, if you when you grasp that definition and you own that definition, that's that you know, and and you it becomes your goal and intention. And you might give yourself three to five years to obtain a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. And then as soon as you bite the bullet and you commit to that hutch, providence moves. Then, then all of a sudden you'll be open up to, wow, you, you do actually need a plan. And you need to understand, if you like, the six or seven things that you need to put in place in order to manifest that vision. Because it's, it's, it's calculated. I mean, I've had now two businesses, three businesses, hutch, that I've uh, created that have fully worked without me and all three of them went on to sell. But it's it wasn't a fluke. It was I I I learned how to do it. I got people. I I I had instruction like a, an instruction manual. Do this followed by do this followed by do this followed by do this. And guess it's like a jigsaw. Yeah. But by following the the process, you can't help but create it. Uh, but it, again, it has to start with the intention that this is what I want. And Robert, I think you're exactly right. That outside of agriculture, small businesses don't have an asset to fall back on. So if they're going to sell their business, they don't get to sell the real estate like farmers do. So the only way that small businesses, plumbers, electricians, accountants, financial planners can create value and wealth through business is to implement really good rigour, systems, structure, team and build it out so that when they go to sell, an investor is willing to write out a big check for the architecture of their business and that investor wants it to work without them, yeah. don't they? That's, whereas in agriculture, because when we sell our farms, we sell the real estate, the business isn't valued. And so wow. I actually think that's part of the reason, Robbo, why business owners perhaps aren't focusing intently on getting this stuff right, getting their business under management because it's not realised at a point of sale. Yes, I would argue, I'm keen for your comment on this, that the thing that absolutely creates income, profit and long-term wealth in a farm business is the business that sits on top of the real estate. It's 
the entity and the business model and the systems and the team that get it done in any normal season and optimise profit so that that business can grow and improve over time. What would your comment be on that? Well, two things. If a farmer's not separating the land and the business, they're missing out on a big opportunity for negotiation at point of sale if if they're going to sell. Because they are two things, Hutch. There's an asset and then there's the business, exactly what you said. And if you have a business that is is systemized and it's running off a team other than yourself, then you will be able to negotiate significantly more money to a seller. I mean, there's it'll open you up to a whole new range of, of, of buyers that would be interested in that type of thing, including you know, wealthy city people that want to own a farm but don't necessarily have the time or want to do the work uh, to pension funds. like th- th- So there's a massive negotiation opportunity on the table here that really a good, clever business person should be able to get significantly more money if they ever did choose to sell. But it's, it's bigger than that as well, Hutch, because, you know, I, I've been a coach for 20 years. Um, and I've identified with myself as being a coach and I've been able to let go of that identity for the last 12 months um, and get my time back uh, where I can start concentrating on other areas that are, that are important in my life. My, my kids, my parents who are getting older, my, my brothers who I'm very lucky that we all live in the same area and my health. So and my wife, like my 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 current family, my extended family, my my friends, and and my health, and I've been able to let go of the identity of being a coach. I, I haven't been a coach the last twelve months in the sense of uh, you know I, 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 that's part of my personality, but it's also um, not part of my personality. And I think this is the other thing that so many people in agricultural and farming miss out on is they're, they're so identified with being the, the busy farmer, the person that works the hardest, the person that, you know, seven days a week and struggles the most. There's this identity, which is an ego, that they just don't know who they could be without that identity. And, and, and it, it comes back to realising that your greatest asset is not money, it's time. And, and, and so really... When you when you finally get that, and that, and you start realizing, I, I don't want to lose my kids and not have the capacity to be there while they're going through this this patch hutch, three year old and a one year old. I, I want to have, I want that to be my priority. I don't want to have that regret when I'm older. I don't want to lose my health. Um, hitting hitting forty for whatever reason, I just started gaining health issues, probably from all the parting I did back at uni. I don't know, but. Really, I've, I've finally gone, these things have to be a high priority than business. And you, you, it's very difficult to prioritise these things highly if the business is you, if it's dependent on you. If you're the busy person, then you deprioritise your family, you deprioritise your wife or your husband, you deprioritise your kids, you deprioritise hanging out with your parents, your friends, because business the business needs you. And, and, and that's a real shame. I, I think that... You, you miss out on life and you get to the end of your life, mate. And here's what I think happens. And the number one regret of the dying, according to a nurse that interviewed hundreds and hundreds, the number one regret of the dying is I wish I didn't work so hard. Isn't that interesting? But that's mm-hmm. the number one regret. 
Nothing else was, I wish I didn't work so hard. And I know this and I'm a busy worker, but man, I, how many of us are trapped in this, you know, this, this wheel of, oh, being, being super proud of being busy. It's just, it's, it's an ego and it's, it's really, it's really wrong. It's sad. Rob, I think you've touched on a real problem in our industry, which is the mindset that we have and perhaps we inherit that the only way that I'm going to get ahead in agriculture is by working hard yeah. and working my tail off and that the harder I work, the more successful I might be. Yeah. You touched on identity. Yeah. But if we've got a really strong attachment to the identity of being a technical hands-on farm operator, um, and again, that's probably how our father and our parents and our grandparents ran the farm. How hard is it, Robbo, for someone to make that identity shift? I've made two or three identity shifts consciously in my career and my ability to create wealth has jumped quantums each time I've made that mindset shift. But I want to speak to the point when... One of our first coaching calls 12 years ago, Robert, when you taught me the identity iceberg, um, that was game-changing for me. Yeah. Um, But how hard is it to make an identity shift away from an attachment to an identity that we've had for so long? Mate, um, it's not just farmers, by the way. This is is the plumbers and, you know, we all can attach to an identity of who we think we are. And... I think it's a cultural issue uh, that is is stemmed from not just parents but education. Um, th- this topic is really I'm very passionate about this topic, and and I am still I haven't mastered this hutch. I'm still because of the conditioning and the influence on what I went through as a kid and at school. I, I still find it very difficult fully fully grasping what I'm about to. Say I get it, but living it's another another story. So, the story really is if you if you go back to school, we're trained. It's like a production line. You, you go into kindergarten, and then you have to graduate into year one. Then you have to graduate into year two. And not only that, we're trained from an early age to get good grades and to excel at sport. And so we then finish. This is this is seven or eight years of grooming to to, to graduate, and the whole way through there. I don't know about you, but when I was at school, I needed to go to uni and get a good grade. And, you know, that was the path that I took. People in agriculture will take a different path, but this is just to use me as an example. And so I obviously then couldn't wait to get get the good, you know, all the pressure of getting a good mark. And then you get to university and you go through the whole thing again for another five years at uni. And then you got to get into the workforce. And then you start at this sort of $40,000 income. That was my first job. And then it starts in the in the in a corporation hutch. $60,000 promotion, $70,000. I was in sales, so we had hit targets. And it's a bit like this guy calls you, it's like a kitty kitty. It's like this carrot. Come in, come on, there's more. The next thing is more, more, more. And you and you spend you can spend your whole life trapped in this. And it's in of course it's in agriculture because uh, there's so many people in agriculture that are constantly wanting to, to get ahead as well and become the most successful farmer. And this, this identity of what success is in inverted commas. So there's obviously the identity of the, of the farmer hearts, but there's also the identity of, the, of success that we're battling with. And 
and it's the identity of success that keeps the farmer busy because they're chasing, it's chasing success. It's, it's why I wrote the book, What the Hell Are You Chasing? Because I, I was in that trap and I get caught in that trap and I have to pull myself out of that trap. And so it's really hard to become aware of that identity and, and aware of that trap and to actually realise that you can be in that trap till you die and you think that you can, you can sit back and think, oh, that was the way to live life. Or you could wake yourself up and realise, you know what, there's so much more to life than just being a farmer. There's so much more to life than just being a business owner, Hutch. Um, because you're not a farmer, you're a human being, and that's the key word there, a human being, not a human doer, a human being that craves connection, that wants to be with people, you know, that wants to experience love and be loved. And I'll put money on it if you had two weeks left to live all you'll want to do is, is be with, be with, you know, loved ones uh, when you, when you really boil it down. So, so I think um, breaking that identity hutch is challenging, confronting, uh, yet when you can start seeing it for what it is, uh, liberating, very, very liberating. I completely agree, Robbo. And just speaking to the identity iceberg, I remember sitting with you in one of our first coaching calls when I had just started as a coach on your team. And you sat down and taught me this construct that talked about that what people see of us is just the tip of an iceberg. Yeah. What, what we need to work on under the surface are our skills yeah. and our values yes. and our beliefs and then at the deepest level, our identity. Yes. And I was making a shift at that stage from being an employee to being a business owner for the first time and yeah, getting yeah. business coaching and setting up. So I had to absolutely make a shift in that from being an employee to being the CEO of a highly successful business coaching practice that was going to make a significant difference in regional Australia. Yes. And you had me write down some statements that had me assume the mindset of what it was to be that person already. And I pinned them on the wall and morning and night, I'm going to say for about 18 months, they were the first and last things I did. I had them laminated in the shower so that while I was in the shower, I was belting out out loud those statements around who I was and who I was striving to become. And it's a hard, we say that it's hard to do to make that shift from, let's say, technical farmer to CEO of a freedom farm. But it is actually not that hard. It only took me, let's say, 21 or 30 or 35 days, whatever it is, to change a habit, to make a shift within my mind that I'm no longer an employee and I'm actually worthy of being the CEO to a highly su successful business coaching company that was going to make a difference in regional Australia. And I guess what I'm proposing, Robbo, that I'd like you to speak to is that it's an easy shift to make when you realise that first it's a shift in our mindset and it's a shift in the four inches of real estate between our ears. Um, oh, yeah. Once you make it there and then you set an intention that you are going to go after having a freedom farm, so there's the intention first and then there's the mindset shift, would you mind speaking to, to, to how really simple making that identity shift can actually be? Yeah, and you've hit the nail on the head. Um, 
we all identify of who we think we are. And let's just take the case of a farmer. I'm a farmer. So how does a farmer think? Well, I need to get out there and work hard. Um, and unfortunately, in, in addition to that, we've got all these beliefs that sprinkle down into that identity, which is it's hard to make money and there's not a lot of money in farming. So that also all rubs, rubs off. And what happens is your life plays out in accordance with those beliefs and that identity. We speak a lot about this in, in mindset training. And then, of course, if we shift the identity to I am a business owner running a freedom farm, of course, the minute you own that identity um, and if we sprinkle that down with some beliefs of I'm running a highly profitable farm that covers all my needs and I attract great team members and it's easy finding farmers out there to come and help me or, you know, uh, I find it easy systemizing my farm. I find it easy planning. Like as soon as we start recalibrating, if you like, that, that identity and those beliefs, then magically without really doing an enormous amount, yeah, everything changes, Hutch, and you're right. It, but it does take effort to change that identity because the, it's like the identity that I used to carry of um, what I thought was success. It, was, was, it spent so many years creating it. I then have to put the effort in to rewire my brain to, to start there. And when, but, but ultimately, if you go through the process and you become that person, you will then start taking the steps necessary to create the Freedom Farm. You, you won't take the journey until you associate or you, you have a desire to become a business owner. You, 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 won't, you won't get the coach's hutch. You won't get the, the, the system, the steps. You, you, you will stay trapped um, and, and you'll, you'll stay trapped doing what you've always done. And there's nothing wrong with that, uh, but you won't, you won't be open to what's possible for you. I can remember being really sceptical around this, Robbo, years yeah. ago. Um, certainly when I first stumbled upon it. Um, and now I appreciate that the neuroscience behind this um, is what differentiates the average sports people from the elite sports people and the average business owners from the elite. You know, elite sportsmen get into the mindset and assume the identity of being the Olympic athlete and being on the podium with the gold neck around their, the, the, the trophy around their neck well before they go about starting their training. Um, and so, you know, if it's good enough for elite sport and it's good enough for elite participants in business, <clears throat> I definitely think it's good enough for us as farm owners. I just want to encourage people who might be a bit sceptical around this just to try it on, um, give it a go. Change starts with our mindset. Just on that note, I uh, <laughs> Rob Nixon, who you may know, who's uh, coaches accountants, was sharing a story how he was having a golf lesson hutch, and the 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 pro was showing him how to hold a club. And Rob said he went off and he was changed his grip and he was trying this new way and had a terrible round and came back and said to the pro, "Look, I'm not going to hold my stick that way." It's, Silly way to hold it. Um, I'm going to go back to the way I did it. And the pro just said to him, can I offer you some coaching? And Rob said, uh, yeah, no worries. And he said, until 
you have a zero handicap or better, or you get better than me, you shut the F up and you do exactly what I say. It's funny um, what, what you're just saying there. If I was coaching someone and they pay me directly and they weren't prepared to work on their identity and change those things, I'm, I'm like, there's the door, see you later. <laughs> I don't want to work with you. There comes a time in, in, in the, I've been doing this for too long now, as you have, where we know beyond doubt that this stuff works. And if you want to be skeptical um, on it, then that's back on you. So that's okay, but recognize that, that you're, you're going to uh, suffer and, and not, not get the results that someone who's open minded to this, this would. Absolutely, Robbo. When I reflect on some of the testimonials we have and when we, had our graduates recently graduating from our Platinum Mastermind program, so many of them commented that the biggest gift that they'd got from their journey with us at Farm Owners was exactly that mindset shift and that it's had an impact in their business, in their family and in their lives, which I think is wonderful. I think you're right. It, it, you can't argue with it. It's, it's absolutely undeniable. And so with that, Robbo, I'm keen for you, if you could, to speak about the Take Control program, why you're so passionate about it, and why you and Greg came together to create it, knowing that a good chunk of it is very much focused on exactly what we're talking about. Well, that's the, it's the reason why farm owners exist, really. Um, and I know you've, you guys have been working on mission and what the vision since I've moved on from that hutch, but originally, I know it was still in alignment, but originally it was to create freedom farmers. That, that's, that's, what, that's what drives and motivates Greg and I to create, help, help you create a freedom business, a business that can run extremely profitable without you. Very simply put, take control is a system that shows you what you need to do in order to create that. That's, that's the simplest way to put it, broken into five critical modules that literally walk you through the mindset you need to be in, followed by the strategic planning you need to have, followed by how to, the systems you need in place, followed by the financial acumen you need in place, followed by what to do when you hit a ceiling. Now, and the reason we created is we, we wanted to a step-by-step -step system that will take you on the journey to create a freedom farm. And, and you can do, you can master that MBA, and it's an MBA in brackets of business in, in, in a 10-week period. So start here, start there. And, and Greg, Greg and I, there's the, the, the commonality that we have that you have as well, Hutch, is we've just got the ability to take what, what's complex and make it simple and then relevant. So how do you put a strategic plan in place is quite a complex idea, but we help, we show people how to do it and put it onto two pages. And then not only that, how do you make sure that you're implementing that? So, so that's why we put it in place because we wanted um, a program that supports the mission that sat behind the business. Thanks, Robbo. And it's, it's an incredible course. I know when I look across um, these sorts of business and entrepreneurial training across industries, I think it's second to none. Robbo, we're just launching version 2.0 in that yeah. we, um, we launched last year version 1.0 and we've made significant improvements to it this year. Yeah. Um, would you mind just speaking to um, how it is improved and um, 
what people can expect from it and and perhaps even some of the results that you're seeing that you're proud of yeah and and just before that just to share this story with you um hutch because i think a lot of people can go and search the webs and google how do i get a strategic plan and you can pull that information in or you can search for how do i write a job description for a team member or how do i write a winning ad to attract someone or what's the financial acumen I need to run a world-class business? You, you could go and source this information yourself and put, find it from many, many different areas. And so the thing I love about Take Control is it's one centralised location um, uh, sourced together. And the second thing I just wanted to point before telling you about some of the, the, the changes, there's a great story about this lady that was w- walking past Picasso um, this is a hypothetical story, but sorry, but Picasso was having a cup of coffee, the, the artist, and she said to him, I love your work. Could you paint me a picture? And he said, I'm having a cup of coffee. And she said, look, I'm really wealthy. Um, tell me what you want me to want me to pay. And he, and he, and he said, well, look, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll draw something. And, I'll, and he did it in about five minutes. He drew this picture. And he gave it back to her and she loved it. And she said, how much do I owe you? Owe you? And, and she said, and he said, 50,000 euros. And she said, what, what? that took you five minutes. And he looked at her and he said, that took me a lifetime. And I wanted just to share that, Hutch, because, you know, Greg and I and you, we dedicate our lives to business. It's, it's, what, I, it's what I study. It's, I go on a holiday and I read a book on business. Um, I, I've been to. I've invested five hundred thousand dollars in my education. I'm sure you you wouldn't be far off it. it it's, I live and breathe it. That's why I'm a coach. And so you know, the, the the course is just the the best. The best bits from Greg and I from sixty years of working. Um, Greg's forty years in business. My my twenty, and of course we release version one, and we we want to make it better. Like there's better. As think time goes on, the strategic planning process is better. The the planning on how to be uh, high high team members is better. The session on the financial literacy is better. So we just improved it. It's significantly better, actually. Uh, I'm very passionate about that that course. I, I think it's a fifty thousand dollar MBA, mate, is what I would value that at. Um, and of course, I'm biased because I helped create it. But but it's I think it's a, a, an unbelievable program. Greg, to your point, Rob, I think what you and Greg have created in Take Control is absolutely outstanding. I've been lucky enough to have you as my coach and to see you train a lot of business owners across a lot of industries over the last sort of 15 years. And, you know, I think you are incredibly good at it, but I think the quality of the content and the quality of the training in Take Control is so practical, so applicable and so relevant for farming families. Um, I'm really excited that we're welcoming our 2021 intake to take control um, on board over the next few weeks. So for those of you that are interested and that do want to pursue more and better in agriculture and perhaps make that start to set down the foundations so you can move towards creating your definition of a freedom farm, then jump onto our website. The details are within this podcast. Get involved in the next few weeks. Um, We're inviting a limited number of people 
to get access to version 2.0 between now and the 23rd of June with a launch date of the 1st of July. So get involved, um, start your journey, and um, we look forward to having you part of our community. So ladies and gents, we've connected with Robbo on what it is to have a sense of freedom and to enjoy a 12-month break from business. We've touched on perhaps what keeps farm business owners stuck from even entertaining that as an opportunity for them. We've talked about what's needed in your business to help you set down the foundations to truly take your business to the next level and pursue your definition of a freedom farm. Robbo, it is always fantastic connecting with you. I do appreciate that you've dedicated 20 years of your career to helping business owners across a range of industries achieve this and the results that they get under your direction has been significant. Perhaps just to round out, Robbo, um, two questions. I ask these of all our listeners. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? This, the, the first thing that came to my mind, so I'll go with that, well, uh, was slow down to speed up. Do and I don't that? even know who taught me that, but slow down to speed up. You've got to, you've got to get away from being busy in order to fix being busy. So <laughs> you've work, got to slow down in order to see what's important in your life. Work smart, not hard. Slow down so that you give yourself time and space to get clarity perhaps. Yeah, when, when, you, when you're overwhelmed and you're super busy, that's the time to, to stop and go and reprioritise and write out your, your task list and work out what's high priority, what's not. Like, slow down in order to speed up. And, Robbo, what would you say to a younger you? I would say... Um, I would say be careful of the success trap. If I'm really honest, I would say just beware, beware of uh, everyone trying to crush it and get rich and be careful of that game and being trapped in it um, because there's more to life than, being, than playing that game always. There's, there's a lot more to life than just running a great business as always. There's, you know, it, there's, um, just be careful of the success trap, meaning uh, just to finish off on this hutch, when we achieve a goal, you get a dopamine release, right? There's a there's actually a proven drug release in your, in your body and therefore you can get addicted to chasing the next goal and the next goal and it sinks back to, you know, what, what are we really chasing? Just be careful of the success trap. Thanks, Robo. Just to finish, I want to congratulate you and Greg for pioneering this podcast and also, and importantly, Farm Owners Academy. I think... The impact it's had over the last seven years in agriculture is outstanding and the foundations that are now set for us to continue to make a real difference in a very important industry is a function of the hard work and the dedication that you've put into getting this project to where it is. I'm delighted that you've been able to step away from it for a time to enjoy real time and real freedom with your family. Um, and Robbo, as you um, lean back into business and entrepreneurship, we absolutely look forward to having you involved and around this project again. 
and um, having you supporting its direction into the future. So thank you, mate, and congratulations. Love it, Hutch. All the best, buddy. Thank you. Bye for now, guys.